Coming up on this episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show, I'm still traveling in the Philippines, so we've got another throwback with the most popular podcast we've ever published here at the Marketing Lifestyle Show. A great way to celebrate the one-year anniversary. That's with Joe Maragliota from joesdaily.com, a men's lifestyle blogger and brand sponsorship brilliant guy. You got to hear this. All that and so much more. Marketing isn't a department. It's a lifestyle. And it's time to start acting like it. You're listening to the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Real world advice from extraordinary professionals who who want you to build killer brand awareness as naturally as, well, well, being human. Ready to kill it? Here's your host, founder and face of SavvySexySocial.com, Amy Schmidauer. What's up, socials? Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show. This is your host, Amy Schmittauer from the headquarters of SavvySexySocial.com in Columbus, Ohio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 48. As you well know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a couple of weeks at a minimum, I am in the Philippines at the moment that you are listening to this episode. Isn't that exciting? I'm speaking at Tropical Think Tank, which is amazing. And I'm sure I did awesome by now. (laughs) I hope. Uh, Hopefully watch the hashtag TTT15 to see if that's actually the case. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun when I get there. But right now, you guys want to know what the show is all about. Well, because I'm traveling, I wanted to do a little bit of a throwback as we did last week with Swoozie Adonde Thorne, who was the first episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show, thus very well celebrating the anniversary of one year for this podcast. I also wanted to refresh another extremely popular podcast, and that was with Joe Maragliota from Joe's Daily. Joe runs an amazing YouTube channel and menswear style blog, and he has a ton of experience in terms of travel, with sponsors and brands and people that want him to blog about their stuff. So I feel like that's very relevant to you guys. And I wanted to make sure that if you hadn't heard it before, this is the most downloaded podcast of the show. It had like 40,000 downloads all by itself. So I really wanted you guys to be able to hear it if you hadn't already. Joe provides a lot of great information. He's an experienced blogger. And this is great insight for both you blogging and also you as a brand and what it means to actually communicate with a blogger and get the word out about your stuff. So we are going to get into that. Before we do, I want to let you know that the sponsor of this episode is Bluehost. If you go to SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost, our friends over there will set you up with a website on WordPress that is reliable. A hosting company is meant to keep your online assets running no matter what happens. I trust Bluehost to run the Savvy Sexy Social website, mostly because it's so fast. Like, so fast. My website loads so much more quickly since I switched to Bluehost and I love it. So if you're having trouble in that area, not only is their hosting reliable in that way, but they coach you through things that you should be doing to make it even faster and more seamless and a great user experience. So to support the show and to support your website, go check out 
Bluehost, SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost. So now we're going to get into that chat with Joe from Joe's Daily. And I'm going to pare it down a little bit as our previous format was a lot longer, but you will get lots of nuggets and great information in this episode. So let's get right into it. Today, our guest on the Marketing Lifestyle Show is a leader in the men's lifestyle space and founder of joesdaily.com, Joe Maragliota. Kicking butt with his blogging skills and channel on YouTube, Joe began working full-time as a lifestyle blogger and digital marketing consultant after the agency he worked for went under with little warning. He decided to take control of his life right then and hasn't looked back. This guy really knows how to help brands grow awareness online, whether through his blog or by designing a strategy for his clientele at his home base in Hollywood, California. Here's a little story about me and Joe. So two years ago, I can't believe it's been that long and I can't believe this is going to be my third year, but that was my first VidCon. It was summer of 2012 and I was all kinds of excited. It was the third annual, I think, I and I'd been watching it. They were live streaming it for the most part in the previous years and I just kept thinking, why am I not there? And finally, I was able to go in 2012. And that was the year that I got to meet many people that have been hanging out in my comment stream on YouTube, people that I've been commenting with, people I feel like I've kind of grown up with a little bit on YouTube. One of those people is one of my faves, and that is Joe's Daily. (laughs) (laughs) I like never want to call you by your real name. I always want to call you (laughs) Joe's Daily. Is that nuts? No, it's fine. It's actually, hey, it's better than saying Jose Daily because a lot of people read it fast and instantly think my name's no. Jose all the Wait, time. All the how time. do you just insert an S? That I is think, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. But people <laughs> literally think it's 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 Jose Daily, and I'm like, oh, I don't think you read that right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, just to give a little bit of backstory, I I feel like Joe, you're like one of the perfect guests to have on this show because I always preach about the marketing lifestyle. And you are a men's lifestyle blogger, video blogger, just all around guy. You know all the cool things to be doing, to be wearing, to have. I mean, I I think it's so exciting. You just got a 3D printer and I'm like, oh, that is so, (laughs) that is such a lifestyle. I just, I love that you talk about that because I think I can't really represent that side of the marketing lifestyle as much, but we do talk about fashion a little bit and just being presentable and having the cool things that kind of get you a little bit further in your career, whether it's an app or just an actual handheld product. So I just love staying updated on your blogs. I feel like I get to see that different side of things. Um, and Joe's daily was really, I feel like where it's, where things really begin in your story as to your online presence, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I actually like what you said there when you said, uh, you still keep up with my blog despite it being a men's lifestyle blog. Because the truth is, uh, in short, I, I had to label it a men's lifestyle blog because you can't really be successful if you don't kind of narrow down what your audience is yes. supposed to be. However, I, I, if you look at my demographics, I definitely have, I would say, about 40% women actually, um, whether it's shopping for their, their, their significant other, their dads or whoever – but exactly, do, but it's because you niche down that they found exactly. you and decided you were the trusted source for that stuff. Exactly, yeah. And when it comes to brands, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but yeah, if if, if I didn't do that, brands would not be contacting me essentially. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I I'm actually glad to hear that another woman that I. 
that I actually know looks at my blog. Hey, well, there you go. Just add me to the list. Add me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You knew I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't even it's kind of funny because when you're in when you're on YouTube, you just kind of follow each other on YouTube. And, and sometimes you don't really leave that little section of the Internet. You know how us YouTubers are, oh, yeah. especially even the viewers. We just kind of hang out there. And that's also, you know, another issue that we've definitely talked about on this show is relying a little bit too much on YouTube subscribers. But the reality is there are people that view that just never leave the platform. So it, it can be a valuable metric in that way. But Absolutely. besides that, it was funny because I started following on YouTube and then I popped over to the blog and I was like, holy crap. I was like, you can't judge Joe by his YouTube subscriptions, even though they're absolutely something to brag about. It's still like your your presence is out of control on your blog. You are dead set. I mean, you haven't even been working full time on your blog until maybe in the last year or two, I think. Absolutely. And and before that, you were still so active and so consistent and growing an audience really, really quickly. What I mean, what inspired you to start the blog? Well, it's funny. Uh, I mean, to start from the beginning and not go too much into that, but basically I, I did it because I loved it. I literally did it as a hobby. I did not, you know, people say all the time, you know, don't do something for money. Money will come down the road. And that right. really is, that really is fact. And it, and once again, you, you know, you're calling out really good points of how, you know, I've always been consistent with the blog, but now working full time on it. Um, I literally did the blog before it was even considered a men's lifestyle blog. Um, I did it as a hobby. I literally, I even used to, sadly, I used to write about pop culture stuff and I'm talking like uh, borderline Perez Hilton style. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is it was just stuff I was into. You know, I love pop culture. I live in LA. So it's like, I, I see a lot of the stuff. And um, so basically I, I did it as a hobby. I did it as friends to see some cool stuff. Um, and, and that was really it. It was a hobby. And then it turned into a job when I started realizing brands slowly were like, Oh, we like your site. But then they started questioning it. They were like, well, we don't understand exactly what you're saying, but we love it. So then that's when I really kind of buckled down and turned it into what we now would call a men's lifestyle blog. And yeah, I mean, basically to answer your question, I did it literally as a hobby and I loved it and money started to trickle in and that's kind of where the brand really started kind of taking off. That's really cool. I, I, I love that story. And I think there are people that can still start with money in mind. But sure. what you do kind of have an advantage when you don't, because you're working on something that you're very passionate about. You it literally makes your heart sing to just right. talk about the cool things that are happening, whether it's in pop culture at the time, or now it's products, or maybe it's cars right. and whatever that is. And it just sort of shaped itself. And it, you just acted on it, which ultimately helped you understand what the tagline was. And it was clearly exactly. Joe's Daily. This is a men's lifestyle blog because guess what? This is my lifestyle and I'm a man and I'm telling you what's up. So I love that. Exactly. If you don't know, uh, it's joesdaily.com. Definitely hop over there. Um, and by the way, I, I just got on here and realized you just redesigned didn't you? I did. I did a little, little bit. Oh, yeah, it actually. looks great. Thank you. It I was looks messing around. Great. <laughs> no, I really Thank like you. it. It just suddenly just, it just got a little bit cleaner and it's just very, very nice. Um, I, I definitely check out the blog, but let's kind of talk about, um, what ended up happening, uh, in terms of YouTube. How did YouTube end up coming along in terms of joesdaily.com? Uh, that's a good question. And, and I will, preface that with that it is still an ever-changing landscape for me in the sense that I have recently started to buckle down more uh, as a trying to make it more a men's lifestyle. So at least once again, my YouTube is like my, my, my 
Joe's Daily Brand on the blog right. sphere. Uh, that being said, uh, YouTube was kind of like the blog, sort of, but not to make it boring and say the same thing. Basically, I like the community, and I think you can agree with me on that because you kind of already said that about hanging sure. out in the comment system uh, or the content uh, comment section. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, uh, I started off uh, just seeing people I admired and I liked what they were doing. And a perfect example. Uh, who I can ha- happily say that I, I know in person, I got to meet via the internet, actually via Twitter, was I Justine. And you know I Justine, obviously. Oh, honey, and, that's my YouTube idol too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, it's funny. I think we've spoke about that. And the funny thing about that, and not to go on a tangent about her, but she, no, please. she was, to me, if, if and this is kind of an old school term, but you guys might have heard of life casting before. Mm-hmm. And she was literally the the, the smartest the person. Queen. In, she was the, the life casting queen, essentially, as you said and she basically – I looked what she was doing and I finally put a label on. And this is back – and I'm not saying I made this up. Just bear with me. <laughs> basically, I saw what she was doing and she was literally living a lifestyle. Yeah. And the reason why that's such a popular term – and honestly, I think in the last two years, it's been – you know, it's like the similar how twerking is an actual word now. Lifestyle is a big word in the, inner, in the industry, uh, huge. Um, and one of the reason I'm saying that is because I looked at it, I'm like, what is she doing? Like, what would you call that? You know, people would say she was tech. And I'm like, no, I think she's a lifestyle. She's doing what the hell she likes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that being said, I, I, I went saying I was like, oh, let me copy I Justine's way. But basically, I admired her a lot. And funny enough, I just started hanging out where she was hanging out. And that was YouTube. And then I just started, you know, kind of like, well, you know, I can do that too. And to be honest, I've never blew up like most of these YouTubers in the sense of subscribers. You know, I just broke 12,000 subscribers and that's nothing to, you know, scoff at. That's an accomplishment. Trust me. But I look at it and I'm like, wow, this is just such a fun thing to to create content on. So I basically, back when I started YouTube, I was just saying, how can I have fun with this? Like my blog. And, and maybe, you know, grow it. And that's kind of what I did was I started making videos that I saw other people were doing and kind of doing my own take on it. You know, I'm, everyone's their own individual. So I was like, all right, well, well I'm going to do this, but I'm going to kind of like practice by copying what they did. Like maybe like a video type, like vlogging, for example, like what is it? Uh, the Vita, the, the vlog Veda. every day. Mm-hmm. Veda, yeah. Veda, sorry. Uh, vlog every day. That's okay. April, I don't know whatever. why I correct people. Like I'm the one that. Oh no. It. Hey, no, no, trust <laughs> me. I, correct me all you want. I'm okay with that. Uh, but you know, like I started doing that and you know, what did that work for me? Yeah, it kind of did. And then I grew a little bit more from that. So, you know, I just started YouTube just because I love the community. I mean, in, in it's, some will say the community has died a little bit and that's semi true, but if you go comment, it's amazing. The interaction you get when you reply to someone, you know, they might have not known you before and all of a sudden, you know, they're like, oh, who's this person? They replied to me. You know, like they took the time to say something to me. So I think that's amazing. And I think that's really all comes down to kind of social media. It's just YouTube is social media, essentially. And uh, I just like that digital uh, relationship you can build with someone. You could become someone's essentially, you know, best friend or partner in a matter of minutes of just kind of responding you know, to a comment they had. So I, I don't know if that was really it for me. It, it sold me is, is making like a digital friend in seconds. And next, thing you know, they, they become a fan of my content. And I think that's really cool. You know, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's really tough, the whole YouTube conversation, because it seems like a lot of people are saying the community might be dying a little bit. And, and on the other hand, I don't necessarily feel that way. So I think that there are definitely different sides of the conversation. It's going to be very interesting to see how this turns out. Um, but you're absolutely right. Undoubtedly, from, no matter when you started or now, 
there's still an undeniable connection with people that view on YouTube and video is undoubtedly an amazing venue for you in terms of men's lifestyle to be able to share that stuff. So you have a regular segment, cool shit Mondays. You share (laughs) your stuff there. And I love that. I'm like, just put it out there. Hashtag cool shit Mondays. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You you know that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. No, I was just going to say, how do you decide to what to put in that segment? Because good Lord, you probably post three or four times a day and you only do that video a week. So Right, right. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, so that was actually a little bit of an experiment. And I'm not going to lie. If you actually go to check, I've missed the last two months just because I've been traveling and been busy. However, oh, yeah. uh, and I'm glad you, you brought that up too, because that is definitely one of my first steps into merging men's lifestyle into my kind of... I mean, it's a natural fit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, I will say this off the bat. I've, I've found that my audience hasn't embraced it as much, meaning you'll see my views are less on those. However, the thing I love about it, and this goes back to me being in the marketing and branding world, is it actually works fantastic when I get con- uh, free stuff sent to me. And to better explain that, um, one thing we haven't touched on is I, obviously as a blogger, I get a ton of free stuff. I'm very right. fortunate. Uh, and, and to answer your question about how do I pick stuff, well, you know, it depends. Um, I, I, I will say I try to, to not be too sponsor heavy. And what I mean by that is I'll get, for example, I got two, two microphones sent to me, two random uh, microphones from different companies. Uh, one is from Blue Digital, which I love. Um, and I haven't done a Cool Shit Mondays on the Blue Digital yet. However, basically what I do now is when I talk to brands, a lot of them uh, aren't really sponsored, like paid sponsored, but they're like, hey, we really love your blog. We want to send you something. And right. sometimes to sweeten the deal to make them happy because I'm all about have, making brands happy. You know, a lot of people are the other way around. They want brands to like feed to them. I actually like to feed brands because it's going to help you out down the road. Definitely. So what I do is I'll, I'll say, hey, I'll actually feature you guys in my Cool Shit Mondays video. I'd love to add you. And they're like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Thank you so much. So basically I've been using Cool Shit Mondays as um, almost like a jump off point to, to build a better relationship with brands because I'm essentially offering them almost like a free uh, it's like a know, feature, basically, in addition exactly. to what they're getting on the blog, they're getting this additional yeah. real estate. They they love it. Like I, I send them the video, and then they pass around their office, and like the PR agency is so stoked about it. So, oh my gosh! So, don't so, don't yeah. you love to see PR freak out about a good oh, video? Absolutely. And trust me, and and this is like a little bit of a side note, but I'm sure this is going to come up later because I'm big on this. If you're listening and you're trying to build up your brand, please, 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 please don't scoff at like, even if a brand is going to send you something little that's cost $10, like always embrace it. You don't have to feature it. Be, be polite. You'll be, you'd be surprised how well these people will work with you. And if you don't mind me giving a quick example, Amy, Please, I had one, yes. I had one PR agency at which I will remain nameless just cause I don't want to like yes, start throwing out random names. However, I will say this, uh, one brand wanted to send me something and I was upfront honest. I was like, listen, I might put it on my Instagram. I don't think I'll feature it on my blog. They're like, no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. They sent it to me. I put it on my Instagram. They were very happy. Because I was so honest and transparent, next thing you know, their newest client they got was Converse. Wow. So the point I'm trying to make is, is like, don't always like shoo away. Don't always, don't, don't not respond to these people. Be polite. You know, they're, so they're, you they're, got them Converse? Uh, yeah, basically. Oh what my gosh, was, that's amazing. Yeah. And I just, I just sent out a note and I was like, you know, and then next thing you know, now they're working with me, all their other brands. You know yeah, what I mean? So like yeah. the point is you just have to. And, you know, you obviously, don't Converse, know where something can go. Exactly. And Converse works with a bunch of agencies. Don't get me sure. wrong. They're such a big company. They work with a bunch. However, this agency was like so happy that now I've worked with, you know, other, once again, big brands I won't name, but 
I just threw in Converse because that was the biggest topic. But like, you know, I've worked with other brands because of them. And that was because I was just upfront, honest, and they were stoked. They were just like, wow, thank you so much. And like, well, let me work with you on this one too. And we got another campaign and blah, blah, blah. So trust me, it it does pay off to be transparent, you know, honest and fast at responsing. You know, like they, they want... They want to be treated just like you do, except they're going to bend over backwards for you. It's it's almost equally the, as the awesome smart if you ones can do the will. Same for them. Absolutely, exactly, absolutely, exactly. So, how does that transparency work on the other side? So, you're basically saying, you know, people send you a product. You're saying, hey, I might pop it on my Instagram. Somebody casually sees a photo on Instagram. What do you feel like your audience understands in terms of the transparent t- transparency of you sharing these products? They basically. Uh, understand that you're sharing things that you care about because you're accepting items within the realm of your industry. And that's pretty much it. Right. But if you, if you care about it a little bit more, it ends up on the blog. And then if it's like something extra special, it ends up on the video. You know, that's a really good point. And uh, and that's something even I struggle with because I'm such a share happy person. And sometimes I got to realize that I don't want to like ruin my brand by oversharing. Because, you know, there, there, there are actually some uh, YouTubers I know that very selectively share. And they do that because they know that they'll get paid for it. And that's not a bad thing. Um, basically, because I am I'm everywhere. I am all over all social medias. I try to limit what I share, where I share. So that's a good question. I would say it, it, sometimes it's in the wording. Um, mm-hmm. Like you'll, you'll notice uh, I will say, you know, thank you. Thank you for so-and-so for sending me this. I'm really excited to use it. Um, and keep in mind, I don't just, sh- as I said before, I don't just share to share. Um, I do try to share something that I genuinely would buy myself. That's, that's actually how Joe's Daily started. Or at least, started. or at least the idea is there where you're like, this is something I'm definitely interested in. Because to your credit, I'm not trying to discredit the, however you do things. To your credit, it's not, it's Joe's Daily, your men's lifestyle blog. It, that right. could be interpreted as news. I mean, you share a lot. So there may be something that's come out that's definitely interesting and it's targeting the male demographic in some way. Whether right. or not you have or intend to buy it could be up for grabs, but it's a topic of conversation that fits within the niche. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. You're okay. absolutely right. Cool. So that, that, that's yeah, what it I mean, feels like to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that answered your question originally. But yeah, it's just it's just sharing, you know, and I hate to get into all a sponsored talk, but you know, like yeah, we I get know. sponsors. We all know that. Everyone has a sponsor. So it's like, uh, it, it just depends. Like it's, it's selective. I don't want to flood my audience because I am very active on all platforms. Sure. But um, I, I do try to strategize it as well. So cool. So hey, cool. so- when we met that year at VidCon, and then we hung out again last year at VidCon, and then we're going to hang out again in a couple of <laughs> weeks at VidCon, so I'm so excited for that. I think yeah. the two of us are going to get together and collaborate, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'd Woo! love to. Yeah. I'm excited. Hey, but that first year, um, I met you over in the Big Frame booth. Are you still uh, with Big Frame you know, as your network? Great. How is that I, experience I going for you? I love Big Frame. Uh, if you guys don't know, Big Frame is an MCN. They actually just got bought up um, by uh, Awesomeness TV. Who I Awesomeness just TV, saw that. Exactly. Awesomeness TV got bought up by DreamWorks, and that was actually a little bit ago. Nuts. So, yeah, Big Frame got uh, acquired for $15 million, um, and I'm actually really good friends with the owner. I actually used to be, and a lot of people don't know this, uh, I used to be really, really, well, I'm sorry, I still am good friends. I used to be part of Cloud Media, which was Sarah Penna, who is the owner of Big Frame, right. uh, the creator of Big Frame. She uh, it used to be called Cloud Media. And then, so I was there from the beginning. I've been there literally That's uh, crazy. since 
since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> You're um, a big frame veteran. I am. I am. But uh, no, but th- to answer your question on that, big frame is fantastic. Um, you know, I think they only have, I think I was just at like a town hall meeting with them, which is basically just a quarterly thing they do. And I think they said they have around 300, uh, 300 YouTubers that are signed. And that may sound like a lot to some of you. But it doesn't. Can I just tell you a fun fact I learned? Awesomeness TV has 85,000 yeah, that's insane. Signed people. Now that's, you know, it goes both ways. But that being said, the reason I like Big Frame is because they're very, they're very much like a family. Um, I, I've always felt like I was treated with the utmost respect and they do fantastic brand deals. They really care about their talent. So they're really yeah, so, good people. And even just to clarify this a little bit more, if you're not familiar with YouTube networks, and, and quite frankly, I don't know the ins and outs of this because I've just never had the desire to be with the YouTube network, but they essentially kind of bring together video creators on YouTube or, I don't know, possibly on other other platforms and kind yep. of help them with any opportunities in terms of brand deals, similar to what Joe pretty much can do by himself. So I, I don't know right. how much comes from one direction or the other, but they definitely help with that. And it's a good opportunity for collaboration because, you know, if you're all under one umbrella, then there might be room for you guys to work together and kind of spread the love in terms of audience. I know you've made some great friends, whether it was from Big Frame or just being YouTubers in general, but people that have significant audiences. I think Tyler Oakley is a good friend of yours and... He's, I mean, like, I, I, I have to say, I don't follow him. I think I kind of regret that, but he has a huge <laughs> audience. And so that's, I mean, that's just gotta be a lot of fun for you, especially when you're in the LA scene and you're around these people all the time. It makes it so much easier to get your Absolutely. collabo on. Well, I will say, I'll say a few things and this, this will also help people understand, uh, YouTube networks as well. Yeah, as talk something. about what, what really are the perks for you as in terms yeah. of being on that network? I will say this. You said something perfectly, and it's because you and I are basically on the same page. We, right. both, we, we both run our own companies. We both understand the business side of things. Here's the thing. Uh, YouTube networks are great for people that don't understand business or don't care to understand business. And to better explain Which that, is a lot of YouTube. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, well, basically, here's how, here's the, here's how I like to, to compare it, and a lot of people understand when I say this. Imagine Brad Pitt, an actor, whomever you like, whatever – Imagine if they were trying to negotiate their own deals. They would probably oh. – would, they would do one of two things. They would either undersell themselves or they would oversell themselves because they're cocky and they would never get a deal. That being said, that's why they have managers and agents who are basically like the piranhas. They're going to go in and they're going to nip all the fat and they're going to get the deal that's going to work for you and make you happy. And guess what? You all, all you had to do was sign a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say this. The reason why I stay with Big Frame, well, one, because I love them. They're fantastic people. But two, um, there are contracts that I would never get because I don't have relationships with so-and-so brands. For example, I can actually say this now. I just did a deal with Camarina Tequila. Uh, They came to me. I was actually the only Big Framer to do it because I'm a men's lifestyle guy, and I'm one of the only men's lifestyle guys. That being said, I can negotiate deals. I negotiate my own deals for blogs. However, when it comes to YouTube, it's pretty intense because there's a lot of legal involved because – you know, I can change words on a blog post very easily, but imagine if I had to change video clips multiple times because legal didn't approach it. My manager, Byron, who is a saint, he can go in and tell me ahead of time what I should not say and what I should say. Um, obviously, I don't want you to come off. I don't want to come off like I'm being robotic, but right. let's be honest. If I went in and recorded a, a, a video that I edited myself and it was a two, two and a half, three hour job. And all of a sudden I found out it's all junk footage because I said words I shouldn't have said. Right. I'm screwed. I just wasted my whole day. 
So Byron goes in and basically negotiates and tells me up front what I can and cannot say. That's very big. That's a very big, you know, time is money, literally. So I wouldn't want to waste my day screwing up my own video and my own campaign. And basically, I hope that kind of narrows down a little no, bit. No, it really the- does. It, it, and it's so, it's really just shining the fact that, just like we said earlier, how PR gets so excited when a good video yeah. comes across their table. It's it's not anywhere near the same as the reaction as the average blog post. Now, there are definitely going to be blog posts that are outstanding and a huge right. accomplishment. But there's something about video. It's so close to TV. It's so close to commercials. It's so close to all these things that we take very seriously in multimedia that we trust that, yeah, the the legal involved in this is is very important, especially when you are going after, uh, you're doing outreach with people who have a significant audience that take that person's opinion very seriously. And there are people hanging on their YouTube subscriptions waiting for the next one to come out. They watch it immediately. There's no time to correct that. It's almost like every time we see somebody send a stupid tweet that's a celebrity and everybody screen caps (laughs) it because they want to save it forever because it could get deleted. You can definitely delete copy, but the video, it's just not going to be authentic if you posted something right. and then all of a sudden you have to edit it. It's just such a different world and it's so much harder to explain. But that I'm really glad that you talked about that because I've definitely um, shared my opinion about networks here and there. That being said, fairly naive opinion, but you know, not really sure what's going on. But I I really love to hear from somebody that's experiencing it in a very positive way and understands. I mean, this is almost like the hiring conversation that we could have with the average business owner. You're hiring somebody to trim the fat for you and make your job as a creator easier because you just want to focus on the product. You know you have to market yourself very naturally every day, but part of that is not focusing on the little things that you are not the best at. And the network is the best at those things for you. Absolutely. Actually, I will say I'll say one other thing that I think you'll a lot of people will actually appreciate hearing. Um, how many times have you heard, uh, whether you're big in the YouTube world or not, watching as a viewer or a creator? How many times have you heard people getting getting one of their videos banned, or let's say you're a musician and your video got taken down because Warner Brothers Music didn't like that you're using their stuff as yeah. a cover? And or that's a scary thing for a YouTuber absolutely. because things things can happen to that channel that'll never let it be the same. Absolutely. And also my biggest one is just being, uh, being a beta tester. I'll give you an example. Uh, I've had the worst trouble getting my Joe's daily channel, um, taken care of because of Google, you know, who, who do you call it? Google? Who do you call it? YouTube? You call sure. it no one. <laughs> However, my manager who used to be Sarah, not Byron, Sarah, about a, a year and a half ago, I had a problem with my name, and guess what she did? She contacted her YouTube contact, and they fixed They put me in a beta program for Google. Matter of fact, I was one of the first beta uh, to, be get, to get verified on Google+, mm-hmm. and get my name correctly merged with my brand page. That being said, I only got that because I knew Sarah, and Sarah knew the people at YouTube, Google+. That's a huge it. advantage so, with being a network, because exactly. YouTube loves communicating with one person at a network versus millions of creators. Absolutely. And obviously, being, it, being one of the MCM people on you know, Google's YouTube network or whatever you call it, they, they're going to give her top priority, and they're going to answer back that day. They're not going to mm-hmm. like, you know, she is an account person she probably deals with day to day. So, you know, that's another big thing that I should, you know, shout out is because a lot of people have a lot of issues with their accounts and good luck trying to get a hold of someone because <laughs> I hate to say it, but Google and YouTube, they're too busy. Like they're too busy trying to make a lot of money and be top dog. So 
you're not going to get a hold of anyone. Maybe Definitely. one day in the next five years, they'll make it easier, but I doubt it. There's too many creators out there, you know? Yeah. You're in the queue somewhere. Who knows exactly. where and who, who knows when you're going to. So there's one more thing I want to talk about before we get into our rapid fire round. Um, you've been doing a lot of traveling lately and it's more interesting than any other travel because you're actually working really closely with different uh, tourism groups in different cities and really getting the best treatment when you're going to a new city and getting to know different areas. Can you talk a little bit about what that has been like? What's that experience and, and how does that end up working out? Sure. Uh, well, first off, uh, to, to talk about future travel and then I'll piggyback off that. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to the Belmont this weekend in New York. Um, and that is actually thanks to Captain Morgan. Um, and basically that, that's not really travel, uh, what do you call it? A, tr- a tourism, tourism board, yeah. but I'll get to that in a second. So basically what Amy, you know, you were, you were saying was I do a lot of travel and that's because a lot of my brands, you know, they want me to go check out, you know, let's say my favorite recent trip was I went to San Antonio, Texas for the, what was called Meatopia. And I'm a huge, you know, barbecue fan. Yeah. And basically Dickel Whiskey sent me. So it was Dickel Whiskey who sent me because they <laughs> were- world is nickel whiskey oh my god they're amazing whiskey if you're a whiskey fan you got to try them. they're actually really oh, good um, all right so i'll write whiskey. that one down for the whiskey lovers <laughs> in my life yeah dickel whiskey is definitely getting in the lifestyle world and they basically partnered up with um adam perry lang who is actually one of my favorite chefs and now i can actually say a friend uh because i've actually worked with them on multiple things and basically because i've worked so much with dickel both in la just both on featured blog posts they were like, oh, my God, we want to take you to San Antonio, Texas for Metopia and come hang with us. And basically, I got to eat barbecue for a weekend. And it was from the top chefs, the top barbecue chefs in the world were all in San Antonio, Texas. So basically, I'm very fortunate because I, they, they basically sent me for free, but they, they would love for me to talk about it. They don't tell me I need to talk about it. I don't sign a contract saying I need to talk about it. They want me to basically have a great time. So I'm very fortunate because I, once again, I'm, the reason I'm bringing this up, sorry, I'm not trying to brag. No, when no, I'm no, I love it. Up, brag away. We're trying anyone, to learn. <laughs> anyone out there looking to get into this type of world, I want you to know I got this because of my relationship with the agency. They love me because I treat them. They're literally like my brothers and sisters. I can tell you all them. I know their birthdays. They're like my homies. Aww. And I say this because, you know, because they treat me so well, I treat them well and I treat their clients well. Um, so that's why I'm bringing this up is because it's all about relationships. That's really the, the, the word of the day should be relationships. Um, and that being said, um, the tourism board, um, and the reason I brought up the Metopia thing was because when I was there, this is when I had kind of a light bulb turn on. I was hanging out at one of the Dickel whiskey parties and this girl came up to me. She goes, hi, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm a blogger, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here with the San Antonio Tourism Board. And I go, oh, cool. Nice to meet you. And all of a sudden, a light bulb turns on. And I realize, oh, my God, I should be contacting every tourist board that <laughs> I want to visit. And I know that sounds ambitious, but think about that. That occurred to me the day I talked to you about this the first time. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So, so, so to kind of fast forward, I got back from my trip from San Antonio. And what did I do? I said, hmm, Joe, where do you want to go? So the first place I contacted was Fiji. I contacted Fiji's Ooh. tourist board, who actually Shoot has a, high. I like it. Yeah, I was going for it. And even though I have not planned a trip 100% with them, they got back to me very excited. And they were like, how many people would you like with you? And I was like, uh, two photographers? And they're like, absolutely. So basically, I'm on, now I'm on Fiji's list next time they do a media trip. And from awesome. my understanding, they do, they do two to three a year. 
And guess how long these trips are? They're like a week and a half long. Oh my God. And they, they don't, they don't want to do less than a week and a half. So basically the point I'm making with this is, is it's all about communication. It's all about mm-hmm. just, just reaching out and, and, and basically contacting these people. Because a lot of times they don't know you, even if your website's successful, they, they're too busy with their own websites that they're already dealing with. So basically uh, I've been lucky enough to travel with companies that offer it. And then I've also been lucky enough to travel with companies I've reached out to, and they are very excited to 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 get in the digital sphere and have you Instagram and and blog posts and do videos, and they want to see content on the web, and they're very happy to provide the funds to do so. So definitely it. a good question. That and definitely is quite the insider tip, and <laughs> so cool. I can't wait to follow your Instagram for the Fiji trip, and now I want to go with you. So maybe we should find out if I can be that second photographer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, what's funny. I think I might've left out the fact that you get all kinds of free products. So you really don't need to go shopping. You get to travel because all these people think you're awesome and your network helps you with all your brand deals. So let's talk about how you make money to live in LA, right? Aren't you doing some consulting with brands on, uh, their online presence and stuff like that? Yeah, I actually, um, I used to work for a marketing company. Uh, well, it was a multi, multi-agency, but I worked mm-hmm. for a company called Cimarron Group. And unfortunately, well, actually, it was a blessing in disguise. It went, it went, uh, it went under. Mm-hmm. After, I think it was 30-plus years of them being in the, in the Hollywood business, they uh, went under. And basically, when, I, when, it, when they went under, I, I got offered job offers for three other companies to basically pursue uh, social media director, marketing director um, of these other, these other companies. And I, I literally said no. So I took all my clients I had with me, and I am now basically their freelance contractor for uh, entertainment properties. I'm working on a couple films I can't name right now, but sure. I do uh, social media. You've strategy. been saying that to me for like a year, by the way. I, know, I, I can't I name names. I'm like, oh my God, when do I get to find out who your clients are? <laughs> the reason why is, and it's funny you say that, the reason why is there's actually a, one thing I do, and I've, I've done pretty well for, for clients are. Um, brand management but it's like secret stuff i can't say because of ndas i have to sign so literally i can never release those people however i can tell you some movies i worked on i worked on bernie i worked on the Paperboy, which was matthew mcconaughey um zach efron i've worked on um immortals back that that uh what is it about leonidas so i've, I've done i've done cool. various yeah, I've done. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Immortals was a different one. Oh my god, I'm getting my my genres. Uh, I, anyways, yeah. I, <laughs> anyways, I was like, wait a minute, that's not Leonidas. It's <laughs> uh, another film I did. But basically, I, I've worked on a bunch of films. You can look up uh, with Jack Black and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, oh. I, that's basically what I did. Was I did the the digital strategy, and I still do it. It's a great great way to make money, and I'm I would say I'm fairly good at it. I got I got my my stuff down pat, and. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a great way to kind of survive while I'm doing everything else. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's just, I think you agree with me that the client experience is definitely something so different from everything else that we do. It's kind of nice to have all of these different options and every day that you and I go to work, which, cause we basically have very similar lives. If you really think about it, oh, yeah. I mean, it it's still a, going to be a very different day every day. And that's really something to look forward to. So I think, uh, you know, we, we, you and I are both clearly enjoying that cause we how long have you, when, how long ago was it that you ended up having to leave that company and go out on your own? Uh, it's been, it's been almost a year actually. Um, I've okay. always, yeah. I feel like it was longer than that. That, yeah. It, it feel, trust me, it feels like it. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's been an awesome, I say awesome struggle because I love learning. Um, 
how to survive on my own. It's a really great experience. Actually, I was thinking about when I got my coffee this morning because I was thinking about the interview today. And I was like, oh, man, I really am very fortunate. I'm walking to Starbucks and it's 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'd be in my office right now, like, don't you love having and, those moments? It, that's always a oh good thing God. when you do. And it's not always about the grind, the grind, the grind. When you do actually have the time to just, even if it's something small, like, man, I love working out of this coffee shop. Just being able to say, you know, I made this happen for myself. Even if it's Absolutely. something this small or it's a huge brand deal or it's a great travel gig or it's just that cup of coffee that you can afford to buy. You're all doing it for yourself. And it's such a good feeling. Absolutely. Every day I feel that actually. I'm very, very awesome. Cool. Big thanks to Joe from joesdaily.com for being a second time guest on the show. Throwback, what up? Uh, give him a shout at Joe's Daily on Twitter, hashtag TMLS48. Hopefully you learned some great stuff about brand sponsorship interaction and some things that you can do to better your strategy. I will be back next week when I'm back in the States for Monday Muse, episode 49. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. But make sure you check out the sponsor for this episode. That's Bluehost. You'll be supporting the show and your website when you go to SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost. All right. Time for me to stop sipping those drinks on the beach and come on back home. I'm sure you can't wait for that.